gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. You need to be more like a doll. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Nathan Brennan. Happy Friday to everybody out there, all the Ticket listeners. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket. And, of course, uh, we're leading up to On the Block where Strick is out at a golfing event. And uh, there's a few, I think, former Huskers, maybe even a Husker coach or two out there. So maybe we'll be able to talk to some uh, some people with Husker connections, other than Strick, obviously, who has uh, some pretty big Husker connections. Nate, you're working on your Husker connections. You're uh, now wearing a Nebraska shirt. <sighs> Usually it's Virginia Tech. You've got your Nebraska license. Uh, you've, <laughs> you've went to, <laughs> you went I got to a piece of paper, right? Right. I know. No, I'm really becoming That's very more Nebraskan. Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing, though, is I came in, I was super excited. Like, you guys know, you've listened to the show before. I'm a pretty happy guy. I'm a, you know, I just like to kind of go with the flow. And they're trying to tear me down in the happy hour. So I, know, I had to, I I had to put them that. in their place. We brought up the rankings, the growth, the podcast downloads. <laughs> Notice how they've been pretty darn quiet since we uh, showed them those numbers. But it's all in good fun. You know, I'm just... I'm a happy guy. I got excited. I passed by a Coles today on my ride into work, and I, I'm not kidding. I I passed by a Coles. I was I was a happy guy about Coles. Did Rub- you go into Coles? I uh, no, I didn't go into Coles. You just that's, drove no, by. No. And See, that's a problem. About it? No, you go into Coles. It's dangerous. Oh yeah, because usually I start on the clearance rack, and you'll find a thing or two that'll obviously that'll fit you, and it's usually some weird sizes, so you won't find much. But then you start venturing over, you know, the golf polos, oh, the, yeah. the golf shorts. I go, I like the golf section. Sometimes I'll venture over, like, the Under Armour, the Nike. That's what makes Colts so great, right? I mean, you can go from going to church to working out. Then you got, like, you, you got can, it all. You can decorate your house. You can decorate your house. <laughs> you need some new beach towels. They got you covered. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend, she got a Keurig there one time, got nice. a Roku. I mean, there's nothing in Kohl's that, well, I guess maybe they should turn into like a half a grocery store, too, because I was about to say, you can get everything you possibly need yeah, in Kohl's yeah, outside of basically groceries, which they do have like popcorn. <laughs> you know those like tubs of popcorn? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have days. like snacks up front. They've got, no, see, that's, I mean, if you had to feed yourself off of a Kohl's, you probably could. Also a big Goodwill fan. I'm a big thrift store guy. I don't know. 402-464-5685. You guys are thrift store guys. I need some good places to go around Lincoln. I got a cool Hawaiian shirt the other day at, uh, what is it, downtown in the Haymarket. There's a, there's an antique shop. Oh, okay. We were there for the farmer's market, hopped into the antique shop, which, by the way, tons of cool Husker stuff. And I was going to oh, yeah. get, there was a, a beer mug that was Huskers, and it was like 1995 Champions. It was a super nice. cool mug. But it was a set. And the set was like eighty dollars. Oh, yeah. like, so I tried to finesse. I tried to go up to the front and say, "Here, I okay, want this mug. This one, yeah, <laughs> I want this mug." They caught on to me, so I didn't end up getting the mug. But it was all—it was all good and fun. Also, shout out to Rubber Duck. He says, "Strap in for the best hour of radio coming up." He says, "Hey, who's got the blue check mark and who doesn't?" <laughs> that is normally my comeback to Nick. Whenever Nick tries to talk trash, because. 
this is the thing too is a lot of a lot of people know I mean we're it's all in good fun it's banter back and forth we're all joking around Nick genuinely gets upset when I bring up that I have a blue check mark <laughs> and he doesn't it is like there's there's a few ways to grind people's gears and actually get them oh, upset yeah. if you tell Nick that I have a blue check mark and he doesn't he hates it he absolutely hates it there I mean that's that's been uh something that gets a, that, that rubs people the wrong way for a long time uh the blue check mark it's just if you have if you if you have an ego about it uh, which you should <laughs> if right. it bothers Nick then go ahead and do it right see that's the thing is I I didn't even really think anything of it because it was not my doing whatsoever I went through 1011 got it for me got right. me the blue check mark I had absolutely nothing to do with it they basically gave it to me when I got there but it just makes Nick so mad <laughs> I have what he cuz he has more followers than me I'll give him that also shout out to she sees cheese he says, this is hands down the best show. Wish I could listen to Nate all day, every day. We appreciate that. Well, what you can do is just listen to this show on repeat and help our podcast. So keep <laughs> yeah, clicking so, on the podcast. So we can bury happy hour. <laughs> but no, it's all good. But seriously, you guys should check out the podcast. You should listen to every show. That's the great thing about the ticket is like, we were talking about this off air. There are not many local radio stations that have this much local content. Oh, no. I mean, it is literally all day, every day. So that's the one thing about the ticket, and that's why I can't wait for football season. We'll get into that, Bach. I'll let you I'll do a little bit of a tease, I guess, so we can get into it. But that's what makes it so fun is, like, once football season starts, I haven't been around for it, but we basically talk about Husker football I don't know, 75% of the time during the summer when <laughs> football season comes around. Like, I am amped, man. And I tweeted out last night, like, it is one of those things. It's usually around this time. I start getting pretty excited for football. I don't know what it is, but now that I've got kind of, like, adapted to the culture, like, I've really ingrained myself into the community, I am starting to get really excited for football season. This is going to be a good team. I'm telling you right now, this is going to be a good team. Well, and that's that's why they need to to certainly win uh, when they go over to Dublin because that was the gut punch again about that Illinois loss. Is is we build it up? I mean, that was it was part of the build up. Is like, well, they're not going to lose to Illinois. But if they did, that would just be devastating. And then <laughs> when it happens, well, yeah. we can't go back and be like, well, that's not that devastating. Tune in. It's fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, but yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's not our own doing. It's just it's it, it was just killed, uh, you know, any momentum you had. And, and that's that's the danger of playing uh, a, a competitive game out of the gate. But we're seeing a lot of teams do that now. It used to kind of just be, you know, the Chick-fil-A kickoff game or whatever, the, the special little game. Oh, it used to be awesome. You have like three or day. four. Yeah, it was like Ohio State, Alabama. Yeah. It's like, oh, whoa. There's still some good ones. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, yeah. I think Alabama and Texas and Georgia, Oregon. I Ohio mean, State, Notre Dame. Yeah, there's going to be some yeah, really good yeah, ones yeah. to get going still in that mold. But recently, there's been this movement toward Purdue, Penn State, like conference games right out of the opener. And I still think Nebraska, I don't think they're going to continue with this week zero thing because, oh, really? quite frankly, they lost <laughs> to Illinois. I don't, that, that might run the wrong The Bielema effect. Yeah. I know you uh, like that. Kirk Ferentz has hated Black Friday games for years, and they've continued it. So maybe they'll they'll realize the significance of it. But again, I, 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 I always go back to why I had so much fun last year, even though they went three and nine, is they were nationally – I. I they were nationally relevant. I mean, because there are national games on, you know, big big noon games or, uh, you know, the Michigan game was primetime on ESPN or ABC or wherever it was. Light show. And you might have a little bit of a different look this year because you don't have as many 
um, of those of those primetime games lined up. The schedule is softer. It's easier. That's good in one way. Uh, and in another way, Nebraska's not going to get that much exposure. But that's what Week Zero does. I mean, it, it turns Nebraska Northwestern Whether you like it or from not. a BTN yeah. game uh, that is regional in itself, uh, you know, battling Michigan State and Rutgers or whatever they were, they were battling last <laughs> you know, year. Basically, Nebraska Northwestern isn't turning too many eyes to it's the television. Not, it's but not. But uh, on Week Zero, it gets its it gets kind of the prime right. uh, time viewing slot, and, and there's still going to be people that overlook it and not really pay attention to Week Zero, and then. But I, what I really hate is the countdowns because um, we all do the countdowns right. I hate the countdowns that's, that, one, ignores week zero and is like, finally, college football is here. And we're all like, Nebraska, I know. want to know. What are you talking about? <laughs> or Nebraska's or Nebraska's going going on, and we're like, yeah, is it started yet? Uh, <laughs> but even more, what I hate more is, uh, you know, the NFL – I was like, we've waited all summer for football, and it's finally here. And I'm like, I'm like three weeks deep in college football, I know. dude. Like, I've been doing football. I don't know what you've been right. up to. You should scout these guys. You're going to have to draft <laughs> them next year. I uh, know. But it's Maybe whatever. not in a Nebraska-Northwestern game. Hopefully, though. Yeah. Maybe. Oshan Mathis. Oshan, Oshan Mathis. Uh, Peter Skaronsky for sure. Tommy Hill, you know, yeah. in that group. I tell, I'm telling <laughs> you, I'm buying, I'm buying me some Tommy Hill. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm excited, and I, I want to make sure we get into the the quarterback conversation too. I know you have the list; you can go over it. But yeah. but before we we go into the list, and I, I want you to go through it. I just want to make sure that everyone realizes the quarterback the box is going to say, the quarterback you're going to say, because I think it's just, it, it blows my mind how we keep having the discussion over and over and over. And all the national publications have the same guy starting for Nebraska. Oh, yeah. So I, it's just, it, it's just very fascinating. It's very interesting to me. Uh, so there's another offseason quarterback ranking list. This one coming Shocker. from Athlon. Well, yeah. it's, it's something to do in between. It is. You know, it's exciting. Leading up, things yeah. can change. Um, but the rankings probably don't change all that much. Um, but it, uh, I, I should say from month to month, but from person to person, it, it can. And not really usually at the top or at the bottom, but in the middle. And that's where Nebraska finds their quarterback. So that's kind of where we're at. I'll, I'll go. I don't have to go from 14 down. We usually rank up. But you guys know these <laughs> rankings by now. C.J. Stroud's number one. Right. Aiden O'Connell's number two. That's pretty much uniform. Everybody's got those. And I'm with you on two. that one. Three is where we never are going to agree. Three is where people start to, to venture off. But for the most part, most publications have baby Tua's. We uh, like to call him Tom no. Tugaloa in there. Terrible. Uh, 26 touchdowns. That's more than your guy, Casey Thompson. But, Bach, what, what was the point differential against teams over 500? Oh, they got like 36 or something. Come yeah. on. That, you lose me with baby Tua. He did well. And Maryland in general does well uh, against worse teams. And then they get shellacked by good teams. And, you know, he's part of that as well. So, um, yeah, it, I mean, that's something they're going to have to change. Did go to a bowl game last year. Uh, beat the hell out of Virginia Tech. That's if right. You remember correctly. Number four, and, and they just get the benefit of the doubt, is Cade McNamara slash J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. And McNamara did, oh, well, 15 touchdowns to six picks, 2,500 yards. Uh, clearly, that's not, like, leading the offense. Michigan didn't get to the college football playoff because of their quarterback, other no. than that he quarterbacked them well. but It hurt I, them in the playoff. It was it. They got exposed in the playoff. Right, right. And, Completely and, and, and I wonder. Exposed. I mean, he's the type of guy that if you <laughs> I don't want to I don't plug Adrian into Michigan's roster because he'd find a way to lose some of <laughs> yeah, those games. So there <laughs> yeah, is something that's right. not a good there is something to Cade McNamara right. not turning the ball over when he needs to, which is fair. Handing the ball off to his elite running backs, not fumbling snaps, and all that stuff which popped up. Not in throwing Adrian. a pick in right. the fourth quarter. Um, so there is something to it. I just I don't know if I like I put them more 
and I, I like one, I grouped them together because it's a, it's like a dual system. People, so half the people are expecting JJ McCarthy to take over. Right. I put them more back toward the Tanner Morgan category, but most lists have them in the top four. If not for how do you argue? Well, they were in the college football playoff last year. They didn't make the mistakes. So if you go by, you know, game by game, they put Michigan in a position to win. I guess that's ultimately the job of the quarterback. Uh, number five has Peyton Thorne. Uh, single season uh, record now for Michigan State with 27 touchdown passes last year, even though all the uh, all the attention went to Kenneth Walker, and as well it should. Peyton Thorne had a heck of a year. Uh, couldn't get a first down against Nebraska in the second half, as we all remember, but I don't use that to belittle Peyton Thorne. you got to use that to uh, you know raise Nebraska's profile. Rocky Lombardi. All, Rocky Lombardi. <laughs> Peyton Thorne is much more improved than Rocky Lombardi. I'll get don't uh, me go look Rocky, at the numbers. I know, well, okay, Rocky Lombardi is a mess. He transferred to Northern Illinois because he gets Hey, you watch what you say about the Mac. Oh, you, know, you know I like the Mac. It's not Michigan State. I'll right, say that. Fair enough. Uh, number that. six, they have Sean Clifford. Uh, interesting as well. You know, I think you could put him closer to the Tanner Morgan category yeah, as well. I don't know about number that Number seven, I have, they have Tanner Morgan. Uh, and they do have their uh, offense accordingly, as I mentioned a few years ago. I mean, the one argument you have with Tanner Morgan is that uh, one season he threw for 3,200 yards and 30 touchdowns. That was like every, all the stars aligned. They had and, two dynamic wide receivers. They had the offensive coordinator, Kirk Soroka, yeah. and now they have that offensive coordinator back. I don't know if they have the uh, talent around them, but Chris Ottman Bell's going to be there as their their primary wide receiver. Good group of tight ends. Uh, Were they in a New Year's Six Bowl that year? Because they went what? Yeah, they went 11. They went 11. Uh, I can't remember what bowl game they were in, but I, I believe part of it was they beat Auburn. I don't know if it was a New Year's. I think it was on New Year's Day, um, and uh, that was part of their 11 wins. Take that, SEC. Minnesota could do it, too. What do you – speaking of, Gus says Feinbach will probably rank the quarterback of Vandy over C.J. Stroud. <laughs> that is something Bach would do. That is very true. That is not Thank something you, Gus. I would do, but I will mention this. Um <laughs> Here we go. I, I love how you preface. I will mention this. No, I just wanted to mention. Did you see the SEC media days? They they uh, they they predicted. They had their their media vote. And Vanderbilt, who was picked overall seventh in the SEC East, dead last, Oof. got a first place vote. Some media member out there <laughs> picked them to win the SEC. Is it a guy from Vanderbilt? <laughs> you have it's, to believe it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know who else. It would you would be. hope that it's a beat reporter. But you got to think that's something that like I would do. You just pick. Your I would team. say, yeah. You say, who's going to win the Big Ten? Well, one, I think Nebraska would not get just one vote from one of us to win the Big Ten West. Uh, to win the Big Ten, it'd probably just be me. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would give you that. It would just be me. Yeah, I, I, I respect C.J. Stroud certainly, and I respect a few quarterbacks in the SEC. But I think more than anything, I've been dragging down the national championship winning quarterback Stetson Bennett. You have. There, Don't even get me started on your slandering to towards Stetson Bennett. Yeah. He might win another. Then uh, what? Not because of him, that's for sure. Are you sure about that? Uh, this year will have to be. They lost like 15 guys. I know. The first round of the I know. That's what year. I'm saying. Not quite that many, but it's like it was a record. Uh, for what it's worth, behind uh, behind Casey Thompson, they have, they have eight. We'll run. We'll run through what they say about him. They have uh, Graham Mertz at nine of Wisconsin. Ten Connor Bazelak. Eleven Spencer Petrus. 12, Tommy DeVito, the Syracuse transfer over there at Illinois. He might surprise some people. Might surprise people. 13, they have Gavin Wimsett at Rutgers. Yes, Gavin is expected to start over Noah Vedral. And number 14, they have Ryan Halinski at Northwestern, who pretty much a lot of people are suspecting Brendan Sullivan will take his job eventually. Right. So kind of interesting quarterback battles, I suppose, there at the back end. But here's what the Athlon had to say 
Uh, regarding Casey Thompson, says despite Nebraska's offense averaging 6.5 yards per play and ranking second in the conference in total yardage, remember that about Scott Frost's uh, offense, change was needed after 3-9 and nine mark in Lincoln. Coach mm-hmm. Scott Frost revamped nearly all of his offensive staff and hired veteran Mark Whipple to call plays. In addition to the scheme tweaks and coordinator switch, the Huskers have a change under center from Adrian Martinez transfer to Kansas State uh, over to Thompson, a transfer from Texas, and the son of former Oklahoma quarterback Charles Thompson mm-hmm. left spring as the front runner to start and should be a good fit for Mar- uh, Whipple's attack. Over 12 appearances in 10 starts last year, Thompson led the Big 12 with 24 passing touchdowns, threw for 2,113 yards. I did yards. not know he led the Big 12. Yeah, he did. Uh, that's not a that generally won't, but he did. Uh, while competing 60, completing 63% of his throws, the Oklahoma native suffered a thumb injury in the Red River rivalry matchup against the Sooners, which hindered his play in the second half of the year, but is not expected to be an issue at Nebraska. With all the changes and new focuses expected to step up for the Huskers this fall, how quickly all those pieces can mesh will determine just how tight High Thompson can climb on this list by December. So I guess they, so they, they did at least him to climb. Yeah, they left, a, they left, left it a, open, left a chance out there. So maybe if, if they're just going for like Big Ten proven, I suppose, maybe you do put Tanner Morgan above him. But I, I feel I feel there's very few people that would say that Tanner Morgan or Jay, you know, J.J. McCarthy or Cade McNamara have Sean Clifford throw him. In I'm there, not the, have Sean the Clifford's where you Casey lose Thompson. me. Tanner Morgan, I I think Tanner Morgan's more just respected. He's been there for a while. He's played in the conference. He, I, he he's proven. He's been there. He's right. won eleven games. Sure, I can get behind that. Sean Clifford, get out of here with that. I I just think it's very interesting. And and I said this before, like every single publication like isn't even calling it a quarterback battle. That's why we obviously are going to keep having this discussion until a starter is named. It's what we do, and it's what we have to do because the coaches haven't come out and, and specifically said, okay, Casey Thompson's our starter. But when you look at this, like he is getting national recognition. Say what you will, but he's a newcomer in the conference that's already putting him at eight, and they're leaving it at the end and saying he very well could climb higher in this list. Chubba Purdy you've never seen. We've seen Logan Smothers, and you know I'm a big Logan Smothers guy. I- I'm surprised that he hasn't transferred, to be entirely honest with you. It, it, but it's Casey Thompson's job. Like we did, I, I think we just need to come to reality with that. And I understand people want the open quarterback competition, but at the same time, do you not want to go into the season be like, we've got our guy. Like we know there's change, and I know Adrian Martinez kind of let the sour taste in a lot of fans' mouth. But does that not excite you a little bit? Like we've got our like if Mark Wibble came out tomorrow and said Casey Thompson is our guy, we're riding with him. Would that not get you juiced up? Uh, that it, would give me juice. It up. would. I just I think they're leaving open the possibility that Casey struggles and falls and somebody else rises, but I don't think it's expected. Um, and I don't yeah, think they're. You can't I, bake on that. I also yeah. don't think they're going to. Um, you know, I, I think that Casey's going to get a lion's share of the snaps. So I mean, as it, he should, he'll have to lose the job more, and, and the other guy would have to to rise above. Because again, I, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Nebraska found a starter in the portal. They went out and got a starter, exactly. Casey Thompson. Um, they didn't just grab a bunch of guys to compete. So uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald will catch us up. We'll do that next on the Take of Water Cooler. <laughs> 